Welcome to the Take 5 podcast from Fortinet. You give us a few minutes and we provide five cybersecurity insights based on current trends impacting today's technology leaders. This podcast taps into a series of experience from Fortinet Field CISO team focusing on cybersecurity strategies for addressing cyber risk. I'm your host, Troy Emmett, Field CISO for Healthcare and Life Sciences, and today we're talking with Courtney Radke, Fortinet's Field CISO for Retail and Hospitality. He's talking about cybersecurity tra- strategies for addressing cyber risk in retail. Welcome, Courtney. Well, thanks for the opportunity, Troy. Always great to chat with you. So let's let's talk about cyber risk. How would you characterize cyber risk in retail industry today? Yeah, I think you'd have to start with, I, I get the question of what do, what do we consider retail? What does Fortinet consider retail? And it's, it's really broad. Um, it's, you know, quick service restaurants, regular restaurants, consumer goods, grocery, convenience stores, you know, hotels, really everything. You know, we, we characterize, it, characterize it as eat, buy, play, stay. So when we, you know, try to talk about what is the cyber risk in, in retail, it's varied depending on the sub-vertical, but I think it's easiest to summarize it looking at it from the other side, right? From the view of the business or the view of the consumer. Why does technology change? Why, why do businesses adapt um, in retail? And it's really to meet consumer demand um, if you break it down. So things have changed, um, you know, consumer expectations have changed, our technology footprints that are required in retail have changed to meet consumer demand. It's really been a paradigm shift in how retailers operate. Uh, when I look at it, right, as a consumer, it's kind of an embarrassment of riches. We have so many ways to to interact with, with retailers today. And likewise, in retail, um, you know, establishments, branches, restaurants, hotels, they've really become the physical right? The physical brick and mortar have really become digital assets. Think about how much, you know, a retailer knows, you know, a restaurant knows about you before you ever walk in the door, probably what you bought last time, at least who you are, right? Some of your preferences, social personas, any key criteria to ensure that you're getting that most personalized experience possible, the fastest experience possible. Most of the time that's not, you know, necessarily with security top of mind. Um, not that it isn't secure, not that they don't want it to be secure, but but I think, you know, from a consumer standpoint, from my standpoint, that's more of an expectation that security is just part of the deal. It's part of the process. And to be fair, it really should be. I got to thinking about this, Troy, you know, more than any other industry, maybe maybe healthcare, right? Um, we, we just, retailers have a wealth of data that's normally meant for good, but it also paints a target on their backs. You know, you gather it through you know, the POS, the payment systems, the traditional e-commerce, now mobile apps, IoT kiosks, all of these things have added that complexity. It's exponentially, um, you know, more complex than it was just a couple of years ago. And so I, I think that's how I would summarize the risk posture in retail is, you know, for an industry that all, knows all too well the risks of unsecured networks and systems, that's still how they're getting in. These are attacks through supply chain, through third party, through unprotected flat networks that forget you know, micro segmentation, some of them don't even have VLAN segmentation. Now, if you add complexity of compromised APIs meant to, again, reach that customer more quickly, more effectively, learn more about them. Ironically, that's caused one of the greatest increases um, in the threat landscape. I mean, I, I could go on. I, I think there's, you know, regulation becomes a, a, a challenge, um, but but I, I, 
I think how I would summer it is, it's just so broad. How do you keep up um, with all of it? Yeah, that's that's really great. I, just one thing I wanted to mention is, you know, retail has such a strong footprint within healthcare too. You think about a healthcare yeah. or hospital setting. I mean, all hospitals have multiple cafeterias and restaurants. You know, my last health system, the the one of the largest and highest grossing Starbucks outside of Starbucks owned um, corporate stores was one in a thousand bed hospital facility. Right. And you've got exactly. retail, pharmacy, durable medical mm-hmm. equipment, and and now retail becoming one of the biggest disruptors in healthcare with, you know, vast expansion of consumerized experiences like urgent cares and, and that type of thing. So it's, it's really broad. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's, I think the blurring of the lines and, and, you know, going back to my earliest point of what constitutes retail, because now we've got healthcare and operational technology, all of these things in the mix. It's just that broadness that I would characterize as, is the biggest cyber risk. Yeah. So let's talk about, uh, from your experience, what do you see as the top cyber threat facing organizations in, in, in your retail space? Yeah. So, you know, pointed answer, the easy ones, um, ransomware botnets with with wipers being really really high on that list because just because of their destructive nature it's easy to key in on ransomware because we've got so much data around it it's highly you know publicized um you know and it's impact to brands i think especially with wipers and some of the triple extortion ransomware um, that's out there it's now higher impact to a a brand's reputation um and when we talk about you know um single double and now triple extortion ransomware it's really kind of, you know, that extortion ransomware, that embarrassware, that's a tactic being used with more regularity. If you think about it, you know, what what is a retailer without their brand? That's that's really what they build. That's their reputation. That's why you continue to go eat and shop and stay with a retailer because they've they've created trust. They've gained your loyalty and that is their brand. So, you know, even now we see even when there's an incident or a breach, you'll probably go back to that, you know, retailer, but you'll give pause. You may not go for some time. You may spend less. So I, I think now with the triple extortion ransomware, um, they're they're finding that it's not only damaging your brand, but then they attack who's in your supply chain, who's in your third party, and that's long-term brand reputational harm. So pointed answer, I would say probably, you know, ransomware and botnets, um, wipers being very, very prevalent. But, you know, broadly, it's kind of lack of visibility, lack of standardization, um, and lack of ability to respond when they do see something. You've got 10,000 alerts, you see one, how do you prioritize that above everything else? And then how do you move quickly for the ones that are that are real inside of your organization? Yeah, and I think when you talk about brand, that's a differentiator from a healthcare perspective because there's, I think, much more competition in the retail space. You know, you look at a, at a health system and you maybe got one, two, or three health systems, but you're you're likely not to to switch as easy due to a ransomware attack. But certainly, you know, from a brand perspective, you know, retail be more more vulnerable there. I think, right? Yep. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, what role compliance and regulations and standards have on business risk. I think <laughs> I always say this that um, uh, you know. Compliance and regulations are great. They're absolutely necessary. But when we talk about compliance, that does not equate to cybersecurity or cyber maturity. Compliance, I often refer to it as the, it's the cost of doing business. Um, true risk management equating to compliance, that's always been a challenge, especially in retail, right? PCI has traditionally, you know, it's been viewed as security 
requirement? Yes, maybe, but it's really not been stringent enough on true cyber risk management concepts. Um, recently, PCI 4.0 launched it extremely lengthy RFC process. I was involved in some of that and what went into building that new standard and security is definitely being viewed more holistically and more appropriately um, as a continuous process versus a point in time requirement, which was really the problem before you, you deal with this as well with, with HIPAA and other things. It's okay, but I, but I meet, I, I'm, you know, I'm this tall to ride this ride. I, I meet the requirements for compliance. That's, that's great, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're actually cyber, you know, mature. And um, if you go to, I, I think what's really pushing the envelope now is um, data protection and privacy requirements. So, you know, we, we know globally GDPR was kind of a, a gold standard and that, that goes a long way. In the U.S., it's a little more challenging. We only have five states that have fully signed a data privacy and protection legislation that have already, you know, gone into effect. CCPA, the, you know, the California Consumer Privacy or Protection Act, that was the first, that was the most well-known. There's 20 other states that are in various stages. The problem is they're all different. Some give consumers the right to opt in while others don't. Some allow for the automated collection and decision-making on a consumer's quote-unquote behalf. Um, but others others don't or others do. There, it's so many varying stages. It's a good step, but it's going to be a work in progress. I think what I find most interesting is that, I, this may be counterproductive, I think, is that some of the federal regulations that are being proposed, particularly those that are you know putting increased liability on the CISOs and the risk officers in an organization, even to the point where these regulations say CISOs and risk officers can be held criminally liable. I'm not sure that that's going to have the desired effect that we all that we all want. I think, you know, in talking to some customers in retail, it's actually changed the dynamic of what a CISO is. In ch instead of a person, they're becoming more of an office of without designating anyone to those positions. So, you know, long story short, compliance regulations are absolutely needed. I think compliance only goes so far and it's it's a bar that's set, but you can go beyond that to actually have true cyber maturity. I think what we're really going to have to do is let's look at what the next couple of years of regulations and laws hold, um, cyber insurance holds, and that's really going to tell us how far the industry needs to go. The insurance companies and federal regulations are going to tell us more where we need to go versus, I think, you know, some of the tried and true compliance requirements. No, that's, I, I think that's, that's really insightful, um, you know, really interesting So let's let's move over to complexity. So complexity is one of the things that's hardest within compliance. Complexity often comes up in com conversations with technology leaders. How is this creating hurdles that prevent proper cyber defense in retail? Yeah, the adage of complexity being the enemy of security, I think that's that's absolutely true. It's also unfair. You know, cybersecurity isn't simple. Cybersecurity by nature is complex, and so there's going to be some complexity here and. It, you know, we've we've talked about all of these things that retailers are doing to create more personalized, fast, efficient experiences. That by nature is also going to expand their technology footprint. They're gonna, you know, we're still adapting to a, a new and hybrid workforce. They're adapting to their customers, and so again, complexity is inevitable. But that doesn't mean retailers should add that insult to injury. We we talk about you know what what constitutes you know a single transaction. What what does that look like? Well, it's not a it's not really a one to one thing anymore. We're really past omni-channel we're into unified commerce where every piece is connected so a you know a consumer interacting through a mobile app it may go through an inventory system to a logistics to a distribution down to a single store or to 
an aggregator to see which stores in an area have this product. There's a lot of different pieces, moving pieces in just one single transaction. So we, you know, we go back to that third-party risk dialogue. Retailers, I often say they're they're reevaluating, reshuffling, and revising their strategy on how do we consolidate things? How do we consolidate uh, for efficiency to gain greater visibility, control, and security becomes a very big byproduct of that. I don't think it's necessarily having to say we're making things less complex because there's still going to be a lot of moving pieces, but consolidating and, and what we kind of call you know converging, that's really what what network and security teams are, are doing today. Do I need 10 overlapping tools and individual services, things that are non-integrated that add to my technology sprawl? They give us headaches, they reduce our efficacy, or can I work on, you know, we always talk about it, take that 30 or 40 products and move it into five or so interconnected platforms. They're doing it in every other area of their business from digital and marketing. Why not on the network and security side? For sure. And I think you know, as retail expands, right, expands their business models, goes into urgent care, goes into other areas that are non-traditional retail, that, that certainly increases the complexity and the question before that regulation, right? Right. Uh, so just finally here, how does leveraging the Fortinet security fabric help retailers reduce risk? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I get asked a lot of why, why Fortinet? For retail, well, what is the difference? There's there's all these solutions out there, and and I think what it, what it comes down to is we're not we're not just a hardware company, we're not just a software company, you know, or services company. It's kind of all of those that come together, and I think the organic growth has been um, a really key part of that. You know, there are some acquisitions that are made, but but generally our our innovation has been through organic growth, and that allows all of our you know services, hardware, software to come together to solve problems more efficiency. I just I just talked about, you know, subscribing to a platform approach and our and our platform approach is that Fortinet security fabric. It's it's over 20 years uh, you know, that's that's of innovation in R&D that's really gone into that. And for me, I think it's only just found its stride. It's just culminated into what we see today. Um that's allowed the vast amount of this innovation and growth in the platform to to occur and then solve those challenges, you know, directly for the customers. Take, take SD Branch. You know, SD Branch, again, over the last five years has really come into its own. SD WAN has been built in. We can leverage the built in access controls of 40OS NAC. Um, that, that's on a per site basis, but now expand that globally to tens, hundreds, thousands of stores, not just physical, but now in data center and cloud because the same functionalities are provided by 40OS at home, right? For the remote workers as well. So when you start to talk about leveraging the power of the fabric, in multiple disciplines, talk about consolidating functions, consolidating really spend, honestly, then it starts to mirror what retailers are already doing, like we said, across their entire technology stack. They're doing this on their marketing side, their their development side, their their business side. They're already doing these things. It, if we sum it up and it goes back to the old kind of tagline, and I think it's still true, it's it's broad, integrated, and automated. That's always been the three keys approach to the, you know, the fabric. And that's an approach that that helps them scale to a business of any size as they grow. But as they scale, they need to maintain that flexibility con to consume the technology, to consume it in a platform approach, um, you know, wh whichever way meets their business functions best. So I, I would say, you know, just taking that one example of SD branch, but you could expand that across any area of the fabric. All right. This has been great. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us for this episode of Take 5. For more information about retail, visit our website. 
www.fortinet.com slash retail. This Take By podcast has been brought to you by Fortinet, securing your digital acceleration with performance and scale needed to detect and prevent threats across an organization's entire infrastructure, including networks, endpoints, and clouds.